Hey, what's up? Leron here. Thank you for joining me in another episode of my daily podcast. Today, I'll just give you a recap of last week and this week and month and also next year. Yes, I'm going to recap 2020 uh, in a moment, but not really. Um, so basically... Um, November's over, December's here now, and I still haven't wrote my plans for this month, but I do have a couple of areas I want to focus on, and I wrote them down for myself. Uh, some of them are personal, like cleaning the apartment more, <laughs> and, but yeah, but another thing I really want to put uh, an emphasis on is texting platform and online gallery. So the texting platform is just like uh, when you um, sign up to a newsletter, or in my case, if someone purchases a course or signs up to hear more information about a product, then I email you and we're in contact and many times I'll, you know, we'll go back and forth. So I actually reply to emails and if someone emails me, I reply back and then they may ask for a critique. We may talk about, you know, whatever art. Um, the same thing also exists on a text platform, meaning instead of getting an email, you get a text message. Then I talked about it, I think uh, like two or three months ago, but what I'm afraid of, and it's a very real scenario, is, you know, the world is constantly changing. Things constantly change. Things become more popular while others get less popular. So a perfect example, Instagram used to be a really a star when it comes to building a business, building an online presence, getting sales. It's still a huge platform and a very meaningful one, but no one can deny that the organic reach goes down. Meaning when you post something instead of, you know, in the beginning it was 50% of your followers see it, then it's turned into like 20 and now it's, I don't know, 5% or 10%. It gets the same thing that happened with Facebook because it always liked it is like this. People join the platform, it becomes more saturated, you get less exposure. Same thing, I'm afraid that the same thing, and email is still a, a, like a holy place. You know, people kind of, they used to really protect their emails, now they're kind of uh, not really, but still they go over them, it's where important information is sent to you. Um, so if you're in people's inboxes, you still can get a good interaction going. But I'm afraid of the next step. What happens when email becomes more obsolete? And I don't know exactly how, but when most people get so many, they just don't really read through them. And I have good email open rates. Um, I don't know, depending on the email, depending on the time, but you can get like 30, 35, 38%, sometimes lower, obviously 20, uh, I think is among my lowest. That's still pretty nice because, you know, in the past you'd get much more my point is this, and if you're just interested in art and painting, then it doesn't mean anything to you. But when you build a business around your art, in my example, um, you have to stay relevant. And the way to stay relevant is to meet people where they are. So the best thing you can do is actually to meet people physically. That's the best. But the second best is now online because everyone's online. And so I really want to figure this one out because I'm afraid that the day when emails aren't opened as much is coming and getting closer. And I want to have direct access to people so that I can talk to them, so that I can give them updates, so that I can help. You know, it's not just about me, me, me. Actually, people reach out. They, they're looking for places to reach out. So that's going to be a huge thing I'll think about developing, the text platform. Another thing I really want to work on is a proper online gallery in which I sell my paintings because I do get requests. I do get questions. People ask me uh, where they can see the artwork. 
They want an organized place where they don't have to ask me what size the painting is and anything like that. They can just look at them, choose the one they want and just order it. So that's something I definitely have to take care of. Um, I could go with Etsy, but I think just building it myself. Why not just to build it, you know? Uh, I'll think about the Etsy option too. Actually, I'm going to write it down for myself so that I remember. Let's see, just as a note... Um, But in any case, these are the two main things. But above all, and this is what leads to these two things, it's innovation. For 2020, I want to put... um, I got a hair in my mouth, sorry. I want to put a lot of thought and strategy and thinking and brainstorming around how I can continue to innovate and what would I do if I had to take myself out of business. So meaning if I'm a different person, if I'm someone else and I want to beat me, Liron, in my own business, what will I do? So for example, if I ask myself what I currently do to beat the competition, and you know, of course, there are many people in my field I love their competition, but I love them and we interact on a regular basis, but it's still competition. And I'm still trying to grow and become as, as, as well known and reach as many people as I can. So the things I do is to really innovate as soon as I can. So Instagram, I was as soon as I realized it's a good place to be in, I hopped on it. Snapchat, same thing. Podcast, same thing. TikTok now is the latest one, same thing. LinkedIn, also same thing. I'll always look for the next thing. So now what I think of is how can I get strategic enough so that I continue to innovate and grow bigger and bigger and bigger? And also, how do I get to a point where my paintings sell for a lot of money? I always raise my prices, always. They started at some point, then I raised it more and more and more and more and more. I never stopped raising the prices. But now I'm thinking about the next jump, meaning one painting, if I can get to a point where... I don't think I ever talked about it before, but if I can get to a point where one painting sells for what I would normally make a month from my business, that'll be a... A major step for me. That'll be a game changer for me. This is the direction I'm talking more about. Okay. And I know it's grandiose and it's, it's, you know, some people may not like it, but I don't care. That's what I want. I want to be able to get to a point where my paintings are worth this much. Okay. So, um, I think it's a combination of two different factors and I will have to put a lot more thought into it. But the first one, I would no doubt the quality of your work how good you are compared to, let's say, similar works on your industry, in your industry. So I want to be in the like five percentile. I don't know if that's a thing, like 95 better, quote unquote, or more advanced in terms of skills than 95% of people. And that's, again, a huge claim. I talked about these things in the past. I'm not saying it to um, condescend or patronize anyone. That's what I want for myself. Um, So... Right now, I feel like I'm seven and a half. I know it's weird to just say a scale like that, but right now, I feel like seven and a half out of 10. I want to get to the point where I'm like nine, nine and a half. That'll be crazy. The first component to get to this point of selling paintings for larger sums of money, I think, is that. But the second and arguably more important is the who you know connections. No way around it. If you know art collectors, if you know rich people who buy art and like your art, you will make more sales and they'll tell about you to their other friends. That's how it works. It's who you know. It's not what you know. So I'll need to figure out how to work on both of these things. 
Um, it's something I'm still thinking about. I just now am starting to realize that I will need to put more effort on it. Okay, so this is basically what I wanted to talk about. It's going to be a huge focus for 2020. I want it to be a year of crazy growth and development, kind of similar to 2019, which was pretty significant in that regard. Now, as a final point, uh, for the last month or so, I've been keto. So I did the keto diet. It's something that I thought I'd do temporarily. So I'm not like dogmatic about it. I'm, it's not like this is how I'm going to do it. It's something I'm trying. I may change in the near future or in the farther future. But so far, it's been doing, it's been going really great. So I dropped like three kilograms in the last month. Um, and, and that's good because now I'm at my ideal BMI or, you know, body weight. According to many calculators I found online, now I'm like the perfect weight. Because I wasn't. I was a bit slight overweight. Now I'm at my weight. So now it's time to realize how to build more muscle mass, lean muscle. I'm not looking to be huge. Um, so that's something I'm very proud of. And that's just the last month. It's weight that I haven't dropped in forever, <laughs> like at least six or seven years where I slowly gained a little more and a little more weight. Um, but now I feel really good about it. And I think the main thing is no sweets, like no um, s- soft drinks. Uh, all of that is gone. Um, no rice, no pasta, no bread, obviously. Um, I am okay. I don't eat potatoes. I don't even barely eat carrots or anything like that. I really do the low carb and high fat. So not just Atkins, Atkins, I think. Yeah, because that's, that was proven to be unhealthy from what I read. Um, the keto I know has a lot of advantages. So I'm doing the high fat too. Um, and I'm just very proud of myself, I guess, for doing that. Um, I've never... I was never able to stick to such a regimen in the past. Uh, so I'm very proud of it, uh, but we'll see. Maybe I'll vary it. Maybe I'll have cheat days in the in the future. But for now, I'm trying to go really clean. Uh, so we'll see about that. But that's something I'm very proud of and I want to preserve for the next month and for the next year, uh, at least the mindset of really thinking hard about what I put in my body. Because that's, I don't know, like the most important thing, uh, health. Uh, So in any case, this is it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, Let me know if you have any questions. If you want to contact me, feel free to. And also, here's a question. If you're listening to this, I would really appreciate if you email me or send me a message on Instagram or, or on YouTube, whatever. My question is this. If I make a texting platform, this means you get text messages from me, like SMS text messages from me. What would you want me to provide there? This is my challenge for now. Because the the best thing I can provide there is access, meaning people can reach me better. That's the real value. But the thing is, I reply to tons of messages on Instagram. I share everything almost in my workday. What will bring you extremely more value on that kind of a thing? Okay, this is my question for you. What would you like to see there? Because this is the only reason I haven't started. Because I'm like, okay, so I have a text platform. And I have direct access to your phone, for example. I can send you a message. What do I send that is so much better than, you know, just the texting feature of Instagram? You know, what's so much better than that? Obviously, not everyone has Instagram, but it doesn't matter. Some people email me and I'll answer. What can be exponentially better than this for you? Okay. Uh, Will it be like to offer critique? Will it be to send a voice message, which I also do on Instagram? This is my big challenge right now. What will be so much better that it will 
be worth it to, for you to give me access to actually send you text messages. Like people do protect their phone numbers and I get it. I mean, I don't want spam on my phone either. Uh, so this is my question for you. Uh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you listening. It's been a bit of a longer episode than usual, I think. How much time are we running? My episodes are mostly short. So 12 minutes. Yeah, that makes sense. So I want to thank you so much. And I will talk to you again in another one real soon.